welcome to the Cult of the Clock Tower. I am Andrew Nathanson. Every other week, a special guest and I have an in-depth discussion about a character from the game Blood on the Clock Tower. Today's character is the Virgin, a townsfolk from the Trouble Brewing edition, whose ability reads, the first time you are nominated, if the nominator is a townsfolk, they are executed immediately. Welcome back, everyone. It's here. And by it, I mean another episode of the podcast you're listening to. I don't know why I needed to say that. I probably didn't. <laughs> Today, I'm joined by Amy from the Pandemonium Institute. Uh, Amy, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, do you want to tell the audience a bit about yourself in case they don't know who you are? Absolutely. Uh, I'm Amy. Uh, I do all of the uh, online uh, rigmarole for Clock Tower. So the website, the script tool, the wiki, that's all been sort of my endeavor. I yeah, that that's pretty much me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a it's not like a it's it's a kind of resume where it's like I've done these three things and compared to Evan or Andy who do a lot of the work and interact with most of you, I'm very background, but I you know, the things that I do are also like involve a lot of work, so yeah, but you you have definitely played a lot of Clock Tower and been there for like a lot of the process of the development of Clock Tower, so I would say that's absolutely fair, yes. Uh there was a part of me that wanted to immediately lie and say no, I've I've never played this game before. I don't know who you are, but <laughs> no, I've um I've been involved in Clock Tower probably not as long as uh like some of the really in-depth Sydney players. I wasn't there from the start. Uh Clock Tower was very well established when I joined in. I was at an international tabletop day. Uh, playing a really bad game of D&D, one-shot type situation. And as I am playing this really bad game of D&D, in the corner of the room, in like a cupboard, they were running Clock Tower. And <laughs> everyone just kept turning to like check out this game where all of these people are freaking out. And there's this weird guy with goggles on and a giant box who walks in and out of the room occasionally, goes in and goes, you're dead. And everyone goes, oh my god. And we're like, what is happening? <laughs> And of course, the game finished before I had a chance to actually figure it out. So I went over to Steve and I said, I want to know what this game is so that I can like play it. And he goes, oh, well, I made the game. It doesn't exist, but I run it like semi-regularly at this game club if you want to come join. Hands me a card. Never expects to see me again. Fool. Absolute fool. Because I show up two weeks later and now he can't get rid of me. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I've played a lot of social deduction in my day and Clock Tower ruined me for every other game <laughs> i don't think i've been able to go back and play a different social deduction game without being very nitpicky and comparing it back to clock tower just because yeah clock tower does so much right uh at least for me like i i imagine that it's not for everyone because it's such an intense game but i've never been able to uh i i don't think there's any other game that has done what clock tower has done for me if that makes sense yeah hmm. um so today we're talking about the virgin we decided on this one because you kept telling me great stories about it when we were talking about which character for you to choose. So I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's let's get into like the basics of strategy with the Virgin. So let's say you're playing a game. Uh, you know nothing else about the game. It's the first day. You are the Virgin. What are you thinking going into the game? What sort of What's your plan for the game overall? What sort of things do you want to find out? What other characters are you looking for? That stuff. The Virgin's a really interesting character because it doesn't gain information in a traditional way, and it's one of uh, like a couple of characters in Clock Tower that does that, uh, particularly in the Trouble Brewing edition. 
Uh, I think yeah. you could probably liken it mostly to the Slayer in that they both have publicly acting abilities. But um, in my experience, the Virgin goes off a lot more than the Slayer does. And when the Virgin doesn't go off, people get very annoyed about it compared to the Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, as a Virgin, you very much want to confirm yourself. Um, your ability is very unique in that you are pretty much the only character in Trouble Brewing and one of the few characters across all of the Clock Tower lexicon that can be absolutely 100% confirmed as good. Steve's general philosophy for design is always that there should be a, a sliver of doubt. There should be a little bit of uncertainty. You in, in Trouble Brewing, you can't even be sure that you are the character that you think you are most of the time. It can be a relief to pull the butler out of the bag because at least then you know you're the butler and not the drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with the and but uh, with the Virgin, if you get someone to nominate you and that person is a townsfolk and they die, you are the Virgin, guaranteed. And that is that opens up a lot of interesting strategies because. There's no reason no one should be talking like like there's no reason anyone should be hiding anything from a confirmed virgin. There's no reason to lie to you. And that in itself is incredibly powerful in a game that is all about information and sharing of information. Yeah, definitely. Do you like specifically try like right away in the game to find people who want to nominate you and try to get that value out of it or are you more looking for like do you more kind of sit back and wait for an opportunity to arise? I'm definitely a proactive virgin, which is not a sentence that you would normally say, but, <laughs> but um, I find that being proactive as the virgin tends to pay dividends. Um, yeah. If you get nominated early on, um, well, the downside of the virgin ability is that you lose an execution really early on. So losing that execution at the beginning of the game rather than near the end of the game means that uh, you have a lot more control over future executions, which is important. So, um, but on top of that, there are characters on the first day who have used up their who have gotten their information, are going to gain no more information in the game, and therefore have a lot of reason to want to die in this way because it will allow them to be confirmed. So you, like your top four, your washwoman, investigator, chef, or uh, librarian, um, any one of those can be really useful. Um, you can just immediately jump in and be like, and you like, okay, just to put it into an example, if you have a virgin who is nominated by a washwoman and the washwoman is executed, you now know that the washwoman is probably tell is you know probably good and probably telling the truth, which means yeah. that whoever the washwoman is confirming is also good. That's on the first day three good characters confirmed, which is incredible for the good team who traditionally can't trust anyone. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of newer players will see the virgin and think that it's like just all downside. Like, oh, what are you doing? You're killing someone who's for sure good. Yeah, but... and um, it's um, the virgin is fantastic because I think it is one of the characters that gets people out of the mindset that death is a bad thing. Yeah, uh, hun yeah. like like um, I can actually say uh, my first character in Clock Tower was not the virgin; it was the mayor. But my first bluff in Clock Tower was the virgin because I looked at the mayor and I knew that the mayor had to get to the last day to matter, and I knew that the group was going to eventually ask me who I was. And I thought, if I tell them I'm the Virgin, they'll leave me alone because they won't want to die. And what happened <laughs> was they left me alone because I was a new player and they felt sorry for me because I got it so wrong. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That also works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked out in the end, but um, uh, we ended up killing the demon in that game, actually, so never really got to do anything. But I remember having that misconception really strongly because after the game they said, why did you bluff as the Virgin, though? And I went, well you wouldn't want you didn't want to die and they went well no if you had come out earlier i probably would have tried to nominate you because i then i would have known that i was a town then everyone would have known i was a townsfolk and that was sort of like the first thing that got my 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 gears really clicking about how clock tower does things differently 
So in general, you, you're thinking you want to do that like as early as possible so that it doesn't like use up the execution uh, at a like it uses up the execution in a more convenient time, and then you have more of the game ahead of you to make use of the fact that you've got some people confirmed. Yeah, I think that um, in general, uh, Virgin is not a character that you want acting later in the game. Uh, there is definitely a benefit to waiting a day or two um, because uh, people will come out with information. You can gotcha people a lot more easily, uh, which is something we can talk about in a bit. Um, there are sort of two general strategies for the Virgin that I like to employ. And there's the get yourself confirmed as early as possible and set yourself up as the like the information hub for your town. Make everyone talk to you, make, make sure that you know everything that's going on. Uh, and there's sort of the version where you can use it to you wait for someone to come out with like a bluff that you don't quite buy and then you say oh you know what it's day three i'm the virgin if you're really the undertaker nominate me right now and prove it yeah for for myself i find i usually find that i'm i'm agreeing with you where like i would usually want to organize something like that to happen really early uh partially just because like once i'm confirmed as the virgin people can't people will like listen to my reasoning more yeah because a lot of the times people just kind of disregard me because they're like well andrew could also say these things if he was evil and making up something to fit his plan people do that to me a lot but they also continue (laughs) to listen to me anyway i have i have one friend who i will call out here and harry if you're listening this is about you um he (laughs) will be there and he will be the cassandra going amy is lying she's not telling the truth and i'm like i probably am lying but also like i'm making sense so like you know i can be evil and helpful don't be rude (laughs) but yeah it's a it's a common problem to run into and drawing the virgin out of the bag you do get that little rush of oh thank god they're gonna have to listen to me (laughs) yeah hopefully at least until you until you get the wrong person to nominate you yes but even that's information that is yeah i think the other there's another strategy that you haven't really mentioned which is just to let yourself get nominated eventually kind of incidentally Mm. And I have seen this work a few times, and it's also really, f- like, funny when it happens. So <laughs> yeah, you can't is. usually do this too late in the game, because eventually you have to, like, claim something, whether it's a bluff or your real role. And and if you're bluffing, then, I don't know, I just feel like it doesn't usually work out as well to do this. But if you're just kind of staying quiet early on, and just waiting until eventually someone's like, well, all of our information points to Andrew being evil, so let's nominate him. They, they nominate you, and usually it's a... Well, it could either be a townsfolk doing that, who's going off of legitimate information they have, that instantly, as soon as they die from it, it'll like tell, give them a really strong signal like, oh, we need to rethink this. Mm. We need to rethink who we've been trusting. And I feel like that is often actually a good way to allow the other players to figure out that there's a hole in their reasoning. It is, because again, you are confirmed absolutely. There's no way for right. a virgin execution to happen in Trouble Brewing unless you're a legitimate virgin and the person who nominated you is legitimately a townsfolk or a spy. Yeah. So so I feel like letting them kind of get to that naturally and then, and then it being a surprise, oh, surprise, you're the virgin, everyone's dying, or <laughs> one person's dying. Uh, <laughs> um, wh- when you get to that as a surprise, I feel like that is more effective because if you... Um, come out early as the virgin it allows the evil players to play around it so they're going to decide whether or not to nominate you or they're going to make bluffs that fit you into their plan yes and i found um in the group with the group of players i typically play with we've gone through very interesting virgin metas where we went through virgin always gets confirmed on the first day preferably by nominating the top four to evil players countering that by just aggressively nominating any virgin claims right away to prevent (laughs) their abilities from ever activating thus keeping everything nebulous and uncomfortable or like and so um 
shifting your play again and again depending on what people do the surprise version is something that can come up uh when people are kind of sick of the confirmed version almost um and i do think it has a really strong impression because again it comes out of nowhere um i kind of like to take it a step further and i haven't done this as often as i played sort of being a confirmed version to be honest but um the surprise version is really effective if you bait someone into it because um Mm -hmm. like i i have um i have had a game where this was not me this was another player um they came out uh and deliberately doubled up with another player who they knew was in play and they believed to be good but they weren't sure if the player was drunk or not and they were pretty confident no one knew they were the virgin so this person was claiming fortune teller and they were giving out information that didn't line up with someone else's information so this virgin leans back and says you're full of shit i'm the i'm the fortune teller this is my information we're going to kill you today and of course the real fortune teller is incensed they nominate they get executed uh because they're you know the virgin <laughs> they've nominated the virgin and everyone goes okay hey just what what just happened <laughs> we go to night we wake up and yeah i had i had a similar story um oh, really? where the virgin forgot that their ability only works on townsfolk <laughs> oh no um and they wanted to know if they could trust the butler. <laughs> so oh, no. they started double claiming the butler and being like, well, you're not the butler. I'm the butler. But fortunately, right before the the actual butler could nominate them, some other townsfolk, and I think it was even one of the top four, stepped in and was like, okay, fine. I just I nominate him. <laughs> and so it worked <laughs> out for them because they ended up getting that confirmed. Yeah. Uh, but they just totally forgot that it wouldn't work if they if they were double claiming a butler. One of one of the tragic things you'll see is like you'll get an excitable play, new player who has understood that the virgin is really powerful, but they've missed the townsfolk thing. I've seen a yeah. recluse do it and be like, "I'll prove that I'm good. I'll nominate the town." And then and then someone else jumped in and was like, "No, you're the recluse. Your register is evil." And then, and then I'm there and I'm like, "But you're also an outsider. This was never going to yeah. work." Like, <laughs> they were so hopeful that the storyteller would kill them. Um, because they were like, oh no, our register is good this way. They have to, like, they, they'll do that for me, right? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember who was storytelling that game, but like, as a general rule of thumb for Clock Tower, just assume your storyteller is a bit of a bastard. Like, <laughs> like that. That's a that's a good rule of thumb. If your storyteller thinks that they can get away with doing something to you, they'll probably do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've I've never met a storyteller who doesn't guide me over to the grimoire in Glee when I arrive late and be like, look what I've done to this guy. Look what I've done to this person. Oh my god. <laughs> it's there's something delightful about it so so what about the downside of using up an execution for the virgin's ability this is this is absolutely something that people have to be aware of because um yeah you only have a limited number of executions in the game and ideally i think that the good team should be executing every day if they have unless they have a really good reason not to because executions gain them information um even if you're executing someone who you kind of believe is good at least that rules them out 100 percent So uh, in a seven-player game, for example, assuming that the demon correctly kills every night, you have three executions, which means you have three chances to hit the demon, if my math is right. I think it is, yes. Um, You can cut that out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you've got the virgin, uh, and you get executed on the first day. And then after that, you've got two chances to hit the demon. And you're a confirmed good player that's alive, which means that you're... Like, the chances are you're going to be one of the deaths at night, which, you know, because to keep everything as nebulous as possible. So you want to make sure that however, how you use that virgin ability is worth it, because having just a virgin confirmed and a mare, for example, doesn't do as much for you as having a virgin who executed a washwoman or a librarian or an investigator. Um, You have to be really careful about that, because I think that... um, 
if you spend a lot of time getting yourself executed and then don't have an immediate plan for those next two executions, you easily end up on the back foot. Um, the Virgin is really powerful and it creates it creates a really big problem for the evil team, but it's not an insurmountable problem, particularly if they can pressure you into wasting your time and wasting those precious executions that you've got left. Yeah, I will say actually that I think that um, with a confirmed Virgin, and specifically in a nine or fewer player game, so you only have one minion... I think it can sometimes be worth it to not execute every day, specifically because with the confirmed virgin, you have a person who everybody can be feeding their information to. Just ha- in general, having the confirmed virgin gives you enough like touchstones of good characters, usually, or good players, rather. Usually, that um, just getting more knights of information, and obviously, like if you don't if you don't have any ongoing sources of information, then don't do this. But uh, <laughs> but but like getting extra knights of information can be more worth it when you have. A confirmed version than when you don't and i say specifically when you only have one minion because then you're not in danger of like letting the evil team kill down so that there's no good players left because that's that that's is that more is. likely if you aren't executing aggressively and that is such a lame way to lose as the good team as the evil team there's nothing more satisfying but as the good team yeah. <laughs> waking up on the final day ready to go and then finding out that there's no one who can nominate is like oh man <laughs> yeah Especially when you have such a strong start and you have a confirmed virgin to work with, like you, the, I think Goog Team can often fall into the trap of thinking that the virgin is so powerful that once you have a confirmed virgin, you can't lose, and that is absolutely not true. <laughs> but yeah, so that that is one thing I would say is just like in those g- games specifically, I would at least consider not executing every day mm. if your normal strategy is to execute every day. For sure. And like like I said, there's never any one good strategy in Clock Tower. I, yeah. I absolutely have preferences that um, I think that other really experienced players would fight me on. Um, like, like again, like I, I believe in proactive execution. I believe in being proactive as much as possible in Clock Tower. But I have seen carrot players uh, win by being extra- by handling things in an extremely different way to me. And it's always fascinating to me that um, you can take this game and, like... Do and you can take this way, and you can take an established way of doing things and flip it on its head that easily. Uh, I think it's yeah. yeah, and the Virgin is one of those characters that I think demonstrates that very effectively, just because it has such a strong, obvious way to use it that all of the other ways of using it tend to fall to the wayside a little bit until they get used, and then they get used effectively because no one's expecting them. Other things that I would like keep in mind once you have a confirmed Virgin is that like the monks, the monk in the game. That's oh, like yes. their number one target because the evil evil team has to kill that player at some point. Otherwise, they have a guaranteed good player at the final three, and the evil team does not want that. No, absolutely not. So that's a great way to use a monk ability. Of course, the first time it happens, the demon knows there's a monk in the game. They're probably going to try to kill the monk first. True, but uh, but even then, like just delaying uh, the demon's ability to kill one knight is... Uh, I, I would argue that with a monk, if you've managed to stop the demon even once you've done your job... Um, yeah, because, absolutely. Because like, that one extra day of information can mean everything to a good team. There's also... Um, you can, as the virgin, if there is a monk in the game, and you'll probably know because they'll probably tell you once you're confirmed, you can obviously have them protect you that first night, then most likely that'll stop a demon kill. Then you can tell a different player who isn't the monk, to claim that they're the monk publicly and tell the monk to protect that player. Oh, yeah, and so that's sometimes, lovely. Yeah, so what, what part of what I like about the Virgin is if you're playing it well and you're using all the information, and this is just one example of doing that with the monk, you can set up things that normally you couldn't do because you wouldn't be able to trust 
you would you the other players wouldn't be able to like trust you to do this mm, exactly um, and the monk wouldn't know that they could trust you to reveal to you without danger of outing themselves but once you ha- once you have that one common trusted player which is you as the confirmed virgin now you can do things like set up really effective monk bluffs to that not only <laughs> do you get the demon killing someone who isn't the monk but the monk actually can protect that person yeah because I think that uh, anyone who has played the monk will agree it is crazy difficult to actually get someone to yeah. actually <laughs> guess who the demon is going after. It's not always obvious, particularly if the demon suspects that you're in play and therefore they're changing up their strategy to avoid you, which, yeah, like in, in, this, in the scenario you've described with the confirmed virgin being safe for one night, the demon has to think around the monk at that point, and that can be a real, uh, it can pu- really put them on the back step. I do think that I do think that the Virgin's strongest ability is the ability to make everyone else coordinate. Um, yeah. You don't necessarily gain a lot of information compared to some. Like, you could argue that the Fortune Teller is more valuable than the Virgin because the Fortune Teller detects demons, and at the end of the day, the Virgin can only detect another townsfolk in the process of killing them. But <laughs> the Virgin's real strength, I think, comes from your ability to unify like uh, as we've sort of said a few times now if you're a confirmed virgin you are guaranteed good which means that you can just grab people and say tell me what you are and if you don't tell me what you are we're executing you and then we'll find out what you are because i have an undertaker like uh being able to take all of these little abilities that have all of these potential little problems with them like you know your fortune teller having your red hair and your empath having just a ridiculous probability of being poisoned or drunk um all of these different things and you are able to put that information together more quickly than a good team can do by themselves yeah and and that said it is still really important to like i think that it's very much a bad idea like it could work sometimes but i think it's a bad idea for it to be like all right everybody say nothing to each other everyone only talk to the virgin oh not only not only is that a boring game but it's also uh yeah. it's a stressful game for the virgin because you are now keeping like at a minimum six other blo- like six other character claims in your head uh uh two of which you know have to be false um probably more depending on the size of your game but also like you you are not no one single player can win a clock tower game it's a team game for a reason you have to be able to coordinate you have to be able to reach out to people you can't just be you can't be a dictator about it (laughs) because (laughs) not only will people rebel against you out of frustration but also it's just not as fun um yeah and you will you will make a mistake and you will lose the game and if you if you put yourself in this position where you are a hundred percent like i'm running this game and i know everything that's happening and you mess it up you are gonna feel so silly yeah and also just like one of the good team's strongest advantages is that they have instead of like two or three or four people working to to put some strategy into play they have like seven or ten or whatever Mm. And when you just have more people working on the same thing and like knowing why they're doing it and everyone's thinking about the nuances, that's going to lead you to just actually getting it right much more of the time. Exactly. The evil team is going to want to cozy up to you as well. Like they know for a fact that once you're confirmed, like it's a matter of time before everyone has to make a claim. So getting in early with you and being proactive with you is the way that the evil team gets ahead of you. And if they do that well, then you could be putting... But by by not uh, reaching out and making sure that other people are aware of information, like you are making it harder for yourself and you're making it easier for the evil team to take advantage of you, which they're going to if they can, because that's what evil does. (laughs) So, so far we've been talking about the confirmed virgin. Mm. It's also possible that somebody nominates you and your ability doesn't work. But before we get to that, which I think that we do need to talk about that. Oh, for sure. um, 
before we get to that, I want to talk about nominating yourself. Oh, yes. This is something that, I mean, Evan has done this in the videos that you guys released recently. Uh, I've seen players do it. I tried to do it once when I was poisoned. Uh, <laughs> haven't tried it since. Um, <laughs> oh, no. What do, you, what do you think about nominating yourself? I think that nominating yourself has a lot of merit in a game where you can't trust the people who are nominating you. Um, so just to sort of pull an example from the Sydney group of players who I run with regularly, as I think I mentioned earlier, we have this very strong confirmed virgin meta where if there was a virgin in the game, they were out on the first second of the first day, they were taking interviews for who was going to nominate them, and it was this whole thing. And inevitably what happened is, uh, to balance out that meta, evil players started nominating virgins aggressively against their will, which doesn't sound great now that I've said those words out loud, but it is sort of how it went down. You'd have people jumping in early to say like no i want to nominate the virgin and then you'd have these evil players or even good players doing it because you could be a good player and you think that you're it's more valuable for you to get confirmed than it is for this washerwoman for the 15th time so uh we were absolutely seeing players do that and what came out of that was inevitably virgins who were not going anywhere like they weren't getting confirmed because evil players or drunk players were jumping in and using up that nomination and that meant that the virgin sits there in this state of uh, not being not not being confirmed which is a very different situation to being confirmed it's, it completely changes how you have to handle the game um so to get that confirmation and to be the confirmed good player, um, sometimes it is absolutely necessary to just nominate yourself and die. You'll you'll be executed, um, and you and you won't be a confirmed alive player that the demon has to deal with. So I would argue that overall, it's usually more to your benefit to uh, get a player to die on you if you can, but um, or die as a result of you. Um, but there is a lot of merit to it if you are just not sure who you want nominating you. Yeah, I personally think it's almost always worth it to get someone else to do it. Just because, like you were saying, you lose two key aspects of the Virgin confirmation, which is, one, having an alive player, so basically, like, dictating a, de a demon kill at some point. Yes. Um, and then also, what have you confirmed? All you've confirmed is that one player is good, and now they're dead. So, like, you haven't actually gained any useful information from this transaction. All you've done is waste an execution and kill a good player yeah and that's not to say it's always wrong but i feel like you lose a lot compared to confirming someone else the big advantages are uh in scenarios where you are under doubt and you are worried like uh, in a scenario where for example you're a virgin who has been named by an investigator and they're they're threatening to execute you anyway yeah. um and you're not and you not sure who's going to nominate you in that scenario because there's a lot of people gunning for you nominating yourself has merit because in that way you can be confident that your ability is supposed to go off yeah like if you can get some other information out of it then that would be really that's a time when it's really good to do it because self but you have to have that kind of setup like Another situation would be like if you're next to an empath and the empath got a one. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to prove to you, empath, that it's your other neighbor. Yeah, and that can be really helpful, particularly if you... Um, but yeah, in general, I find that it works best in games where you know that the evil team is going to try and leap on that virgin before anyone else gets a chance. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more of a meta choice than it is a mechanical choice because you do lose information, but it ha you have the gain of being confirmed, and being confirmed is still incredibly powerful because if yeah. you're good, people can extrapolate from your goodness uh, other information so for example your empath can learn that their other neighbor is registering as the one and uh, get new information uh, a fortune teller who got you as their red herring now knows very confidently that you're not the demon because you're dead 
um, so on and so forth. <laughs> so there's a lot of benefit to it. It's just that it's conditional benefit. It's the kind of benefit that you won't activate every game. Uh, so let's talk about the other situation, which is somebody nominates you, and would you like to defend yourself? Oh, <laughs> uh, I look. I'm just gonna say, as a storyteller, I love it so much when virgins like fail because they get so yeah. upset every time. I've never seen a virgin player who's like <laughs> failed to execute someone not be just indignant with me. And I'm like, it's not my yeah. fault. It, it's not well. <laughs> it, it is my fault. I made you drunk, but you know, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the dubious virgin, as I've put in this in this uh, in this document, is essentially you are not able to confirm yourself because the nomination has gone through normally, and uh, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, you, uh, it's failed, and now you, ha now you have to play a new game. Where the confirmed virgin is the one good player and has the, has the job of rallying the town and gathering information and being that focal point of good that other players can rely on confidently that this player is good, um, you are nebulous, and being nebulous is going to put you in a situation where one, I, either you or your nominator are not great. Now, the good news is, you know that you're the virgin, so you know that you're either the virgin or the drunk, which mm -hmm. is inevitable in this game, but in this position, you have a lot more reason to suspect it than others. Um, but you also know that that nominator, you should be paying attention to them, because either there's, there's basically sort of three major scenarios where the virgin can fail. One is that um, you are drunk or poisoned, and therefore you don't have an ability to activate, so when you got nominated, nothing was ever going to happen. Two is that um, the player who was nominated you legitimately believes they're a townsfolk, but they are drunk, and therefore an outsider, and therefore cannot activate your ability. And three is that, that next, the person who just nominated you is an evil, and they, are, they, and they know what they did to you, and they're enjoying it. So figuring out which one of these three uh, cases is true is super important because uh, knowing who the drunk is is ridiculously valuable. Um, particularly if you're the drunk, then all other information characters are not drunk. Um, if, yeah. if you learn that the other character is the drunk, then you know that you can discredit their information and the same thing applies, that every other person's information is solid and this person's information is dubious. And the third option where that player is evil, you can get them executed and get revenge, and that's very satisfying. Yeah, I think this is actually one more point in the favor of um, Surprise Virgin, where if somebody nominates you and nothing happens, you don't even have to like say that you're the virgin if people don't know, because sometimes that'll put you in a situation where you're way more suspicious than the person who nominated you, and maybe you're drunk or something. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay for you to just know that. Like, say you really trust the person who nominated you, and they just incidentally nominated you, and you suspect you might be drunk then as a result of that. Maybe you just want to stay quiet and not let the others think that you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you honestly believe that the person who nominated you is good and it's your ability that's gone wrong, then raising your voice as the virgin at that point throws both of you into doubt. So yeah. by holding back on your role, you are allowing them to continue to look good at your expense. Um, yeah, which of course could sometimes be completely disastrous. Oh yeah, uh, 100%. But sometimes it'll work out. <laughs> Yeah, that that it, it's 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 risky, but it's worth it. It can be worth it. It can also not be worth it. But either way, you get a good story out of it, in my opinion, which is half the fun. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that time when Amy, <laughs> like, was the virgin, got nominated and never told anyone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really wish I had a story like that one. To be honest, that sound that sounds like it would be hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do have um 
gosh, I did have one game once where I, as the Virgin, um, got nominated and nothing happened. Uh, and I spent the rest of the game going after the other player as hard as I could because I believed in my heart that he was evil because he gave me a smug little look when he nominated me and I was like, oh, I'm onto you. Turns out, no, he was drunk. And um, because I wasn't <laughs> sort of willing to to consider the other possibilities of it, uh, and he got confirmed by a couple of other abilities because I was accusing him, so the fortune teller checked him and nothing, and then an empath got next to him and nothing, and they were like, Amy, I feel like you are just evil and you're just throwing shade, and I'm like, I am not evil, I am throwing shade, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it is um, figuring out what is going on when your ability doesn't work is just as important, is, is, your, is your new uh, job in the game once that happens. Yeah. Um, so, and it is really important because um, because your ability has such a public effect. When it fails, people are right to be nervous around you, and they're right to be nervous around the person who executed you. So, knowing why that happened gives you a lot of uh, information that is going to be ultimately helpful to the good team. Even if you start off in this kind of spot where you're like, "Oh man, damn it! I really wanted I really wanted you to die. This is so inconvenient." <laughs> I will also say, um, not uh, the self-nomination comes back here as a an interesting thing because if you self-nominate and it fails, you can be a hundred percent confident that you are the drunk or poisoned. Or poisoned. But yeah, that's happened to me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and being poisoned day one as a virgin is unlike. It, it's another reason why people like to come out very early as the virgin and be very aggressive to avoid getting poisoned. Um, because you're like tomorrow. They know who I am now, so tomorrow I will be poisoned. So you have to nominate me. Is a power play, but it works. Um, yeah. But you can absolutely be poisoned on the first day. That happens to everyone. Uh, and you can absolutely be the drunk, and that happens to plenty of people. The self-nomination removes the other person from the equation entirely, and it has the advantage of being able to say, I'm the one, like, my ability, like, there is no reason for me, for my self-nomination to have failed unless my ability doesn't exist right now. Which means that you can say, I am the drunk, or there is a poisoner, let's look at the other information that we've got and extrapolate from there. Yeah, and if you nominate yourself and nothing happens, especially if you haven't, like, said you're the virgin yet, which could be your plan at the start of the game, then when you say, hey, I'm the virgin and nothing happened... I feel like people are usually more likely to believe you because it's like, why would you, why would, this is such a strange lie to make up that doesn't benefit you all that much. So like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, and it can be, it can be really useful uh, to, it can be really useful if you, for example, have an evil team who's bluffing as extra outsiders and suddenly you know that you're prob you, you it's very likely that you're a drunk. So yeah. like that can be really powerful because it means, oh, hang on a second, we have one too many outsiders, Saint and Recluse, what's up? Um, and you can start to look at things like that. So n not getting your ability off as a virgin is not as bad as I think people sometimes make it out to be. Uh, at all, yeah. uh, because inevitably people like inevitably when you get the virgin, you want to activate the virgin. I get that so much, but like it's not the end of the world. Um, you have a way of coming back. You have a way of contributing to the game, and sometimes failing failing can actually be more useful than confirming because again, knowing there's a drunk or knowing there's a poisoner who got crazy lucky um, can like give uh, a lot of context to other people's abilities and what's going on. Hell, even if you were poisoned on the first day, that means no one else was poisoned on the first day, and that's great. Was there anything else you wanted to say about like the the case where you failed? Like, what what other ways do you use to kind of get a benefit out of that or? try to figure out things about the other person who nominated you? Um, in general, I think that it is to your benefit to try and get the nominator executed, unless you're very confident that it's your fault, um, yeah. your, your ability not working, because the nominator is either drunk or evil. 
And if they are drunk, then them being dead is a benefit to the good team because they're not continuing to spread bad information. If they are evil, it is a benefit to the good team because an evil player is dead. It is also worth noting that you should not get so into your head about that that you focus on the nominator to the uh, detriment of the demon because nine times out of ten, if an evil player has hopped in and nominated you deliberately, it's probably a minion um, because the minions can afford to play fast and loose. Uh, So if you are on the final day being like, we have to execute this guy because he nominated me, uh, you better be really sure that that's the imp. But on the other side, uh, you can also keep that, if you believe that player is evil, keep them alive and execute everyone else. Because on the final day, uh, if you are very confident that uh, the the two players alive are good and they're the evil one, then they have been star passed to at some point and you can execute them confidently that way as well. Um, It really um, depends on the landscape of your current game. I don't think there's any one right way to handle it. I think that it's about paying strong attention to the other information that's out there about you yourself and the nominator and figuring out where the fault lies. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what I wanted to say. Yeah, it, it can be difficult to figure out, but if if it is evil and they didn't know you were the virgin, they're most likely a minion, like you said. Mm. Um, or a demon with a scarlet woman. I've seen that. Yeah, that's true. Or a demon, or a demon who just thinks they can get away with it. <laughs> uh, I have found that a lot of the time the virgin ends up getting executed first when their ability doesn't work. There's a lot of momentum um, to it because the virgin has to yeah. be nominated for their ability to work. Um, yeah, so, so it's like we might as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can definitely make arguments against that, uh, and you should, to be honest, because executing yeah. a good player is not as useful as executing an evil player. Um, if there's other inf- if, if they're really gung-ho on it, they're going to do it. And if they're really dubious of you then getting executed means that you're not in the count for the demon which is helpful as well so it's not the worst thing in the world but i I think it's worthwhile to stay alive if you believe that your nominator is a more valuable kill um and in a lot of cases they probably will be so yeah i think it's it's easy to kind of fall into a trap where it's it's easy to argue like oh this this person if they are the virgin they've already used their power yeah so let's just execute them because it doesn't matter but i i think that like that's yeah, you you as the virgin have to be able to argue against that. Yeah, um, and to be honest, like um, even in a scenario like that, like the virgin is evil, or like even if the virgin is evil, like bluffing as the virgin is not something that's often done, and we'll talk about that in a bit, I imagine. But um, yeah, because because it's very risky because because of exactly this issue. Um, so, but I honestly think that uh. If you know that you're good and you know that they're going to be spending an execution on you that's going to gain them no new information, then it's not necessarily worth it. Like, there is an advantage to getting executed if you know that there's an undertaker who can confirm this person is the virgin, so we need to look at the executor, the person who nominated them, rather. Um, and, or, you, they just, there's just a ton of suspicion on you and you know that they're going to be gunning for you every day. It's better to, it's better to take the hit early than later. Um, you never want to be alive on the final day when you know that you're good and you then the town thinks that you're evil because that is a very dangerous position to be in because they will just, if they don't have any idea, they'll default to the player who they trust the least, uh, which happens to me uncomfortably a lot. Well, not uncomfortably and not undeservedly, but you know. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, um, dying immediately has its benefits in that you can get confirmed or you're at least taking yourself out of the running, but it's not the only option by any means. And at the end of the day, uh, in the words of one of our prolific Sydney players, uh, you don't win by killing good players. 
So if you know that you're good and you know that your, your ability failed because of drunkenness or evil or whatever, you should be telling them that so that they are not wasting a precious execution on a good player. Um, do you want to move into the second section here? Oh, yes, very Orthing much. as the Virgin. Um, all right, so this is a really interesting thing. Like you were saying, it's pretty rarely done that anyone bluffs as the Virgin because it is. it does tend to be the situation where you obviously cannot become a confirmed Virgin. Nope. So it, it's hard to actually act like, or it, you never get into the state where your bluff is so good that people just believe it. No. <laughs> because no matter what, whenever your ability gets tested, it will fail. Yes. Uh, the downside of the Virgin, and I think the reason that a lot of evil players are spooked by the Virgin bluff, is that you are going to inevitably be putting yourself in a position of dubiousness. And as an evil player, there is an inherent desire to not be dubious because you want to stay alive and the more the more evil players alive, the better for the evil team, generally speaking. Yeah. So I, I have genuinely had players tell me that there is that demon should never bluff as a virgin because uh, there's no scenario where the virgin doesn't immediately get executed. And I'm not going to say that it's not a risk. So when you do do a virgin bluff, you have to come into it being aware that you are putting yourself in that position of the good team is going to be scrutinizing you much more heavily than they'd be scrutinizing any other any other any other player in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, bluffing as the Virgin is hilarious, and I think everyone should do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It has the like the the subtle upside of nobody thinks anyone ever bluffs as the Virgin. So when you do it, they think you're not bluffing. <laughs> yeah, and that will that will that's a that's a meta thing. Inevitably, if you get a lot of people bluffing as the Virgin, this will now be out of date information, and I apologize. But yeah. in mm-hmm. my experience, because people are scared of the Virgin bluff, if you try it. Uh, people are going to be more likely to believe that you're a drunk or that the person who nominated you is evil than they are going to just believe that you are evil. Um, the Virgin is really, like, because the Virgin is such a risk. And it's really cool like that. There's two sort of obvious um, divides with the Virgin bluff. So the first one is the demon. Um, the demon bluffing as the Virgin is a pretty complex thing. I would say, out of out of the demon or the minion bluffing, I would recommend that the minion does the virgin bluff more than the demon, uh, because you know, the de- the demon, the demon, uh, if they get executed yeah. on day one, that's just a bit lame. But um, <laughs> there's that does not mean that there's not a strategy to the virgin um, bluff. Um, if you are a minion, you can afford to take the hit if the town is, is execution happy and they just want to get rid of you. Um, there's a there's something that you can do there. When bluffing as a, when you're a minion and you bluff as the Virgin, you uh, immediately put yourself in the public eye, yes, but you also have the advantage to, uh, you always also have the advantage of immediately making another player look dubious for the entire game. Because no one who nominates you is going to survive, is going to be executed, which means that if you encourage some important, powerful townsfolk to come at you and and nominate you, and nothing happens, now the both of you look unreliable. And not necessarily evil, but definitely drunk or poisoned. There's so many different reasons why it couldn't work and it's something that you can use very well because it's something that you can utilize very well but to just undermine a player right away Um, because I find that even when people are pretty confident that you're the problem in the situation they still there's still something mentally about the fact that the virgin didn't go off that makes them disregard the person who nominated you a little bit Mm mm-hmm 
I also find that in general, the Virgin, because it is such a, a character that encourages such a strong public presence, um, even though your ability doesn't go off, just by coming out and saying, I'm the Virgin, here's what we need to do, I want to get someone nominating me today, so I, and just playing like a Virgin would, even when your ability doesn't go off, if you just continue to play that through straight and be like, okay, my ability didn't go off, why? People kind of just trust that, because you're a public presence and if providing that you don't do anything to challenge that reasoning um like people kind of leave you alone which is really contradictory like it doesn't really make much sense but i find that it tends to be true yeah it's like you can do that with any character but the virgin explicitly requires other other players to do something so it like gives you a really good excuse to start bossing people around yeah compared to the slayer for example the slayer has the ability once per game to shoot at someone and as a bluff that can be really good but i find that um i find that the difference between that and the virgin is the virgin you have to sort of the slayer you are activating your ability when you choose to the virgin has their ability activated when the town chooses to and so yeah. as the Virgin, when you are bluffing as the Virgin, you are putting yourself in the hands of the town and people respond to what appears like trust with trust, even even if it's even if it's really bad for them. Yeah. And especially as a minion, it's also a really good diversion. Oh, yeah. Like if you think that people are starting to get on the trail of the imp. Yeah, just go, OK, I understand that you like got a fortune teller read, but so I want to confirm you on my I, I don't know if you're drunk or not. So I want to confirm you. And then people spend yeah. <laughs> a hold and then coming out as the virgin on day two or three is also a great evil bluff because saying I was holding off for a day because I wanted to see what information was out there is a really useful thing. Uh, it expands your uh, number of people to nominate you. This is also valid as a, re a normal virgin because on day one, there's like a small subset of characters who are like really optimal. But as time goes on, you can get a fortune teller, an undertaker or like you know, not maybe not Raven Keeper, but like you can get these characters who have had a few more days to get information out there and might want to die to confirm it. Um, yeah. Where, which, where, whereas a fortune teller is not going to want to die on day one in most cases. So bluffing as the Virgin uh, means that you can get away with that as an evil player too. And if you have that fortune teller and that fortune teller is on your demon, all you have to do is go, great, listen, I know that there's a drunk in the game because I was chatting with the librarian earlier. I'm the Virgin. I want you to nominate me because I think that you are the fortune teller. And once we know for sure, we can execute him and we'll be good. There's kind of an interesting parallel between being like a real Virgin and bluffing as it, where if you're doing it later, you're saying... If you're the real virgin, you're saying, all right, I did this later because I want to know what the most important information is and I would like to confirm that information. Mm. If you say the same thing, but you're not actually the virgin, then what you're doing is the opposite. You're making that information less trustworthy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but like the reasoning behind doing it is totally legitimate and it's totally something a real virgin would do. Mm. So you have a really good excuse to make some information dubious and you can choose the most important information specifically to do it with because that's what the real virgin would want to do too. Exactly. Uh, I also want to stress that there's no real uh, like necessary downside to being evil and bluffing as the virgin on the first day either because um, you still can nail one of those really powerful information characters and make them look untrustworthy. Less likely, like a washerwoman is going to have a player who probably believes them, but a librarian who sees a drunk or an investigator or uh, investigate is a great one or chef because chef chef is a is a nasty little one that people don't always think about but uh chef when it wraps up with other people's information becomes so deadly so being able to mm -hmm. say like no listen like you're sitting next to your demon and you're going yeah but i'm the virgin and the chef nominated me so like we know that there's no pairs right because he got one pair 
right? Like, and being able to sort of throw doubt on these early <laughs> bits of information is just as valid as throwing doubt on the later bits of information. Um, yeah. It really just depends on um, it really just depends on your evil structure and your group. The other really fun part about being a minion and bluffing as a virgin is sometimes they'll be a real virgin and they'll be really upset with you. <laughs> now, the obvious downside to this is um, if they get confirmed, uh, they're going to know that you're not the real virgin. Yeah, and you better have a really good story then. <laughs> you, yes, you absolutely better have a really good story. But sometimes even just... Uh, okay, if the virgin goes off... Remember I said earlier about my seven-player thing where you have three executions? You've got... Yeah the virgin, and you've bluffed as the virgin. The virgin has activated correctly, one execution. The next day, you're a minion, and they're wasting time executing you. They've now got one chance to hit the demon. That's not nothing. Yeah, that's true. That can be very useful. It's still risky, and it still does mean that you'll die, but it's not the end of the world, and it can be it can be really beneficial in those games where the execution count really matters. More fun, very frankly, though, is when the virgin fails to go off, and this requires a little coordination with your evil team, but if you can make it work, it's beautiful. I have a story. Go for it. <laughs> I was the Baron in a, I want to say, like a nine, ten-player game. No, it was, it was, it was nine because we only had one minion, and my demon was a lovely, quiet little lady across the way. I didn't know who she was sitting next to or anything, uh, and I thought I'm going to come out as the Virgin, and I'm just going to see how this goes. I come out as the Virgin, and I am instantly like sideswiped by the real Virgin, who is livid she is furious that I have done this, and she is yelling at me, and I am, I am, you know, like just acting offended at the audacity <laughs> of her and everyone is looking at us like oh i can't believe we have to deal with this but the over there uh i sort of uh get it i didn't really get a chance to talk to my demon but i played a lot of games with her and so i sort of did a subtle indication to her that she should nominate the other demon uh the other virgin rather oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh because and the way that i intended for it to play out was um she would nominate the fake virgin uh the real virgin nothing would happen someone would nominate me and nothing would happen meaning that both uh, both of us look really dodgy, um, yeah. and you don't know which virgin is real. Uh, you don't know which player is is dubious. Like we, they have no idea what's going on. This isn't quite what happened though, because um, the empath uh, in this game was had a plan and he was really fixated on it, and he nominates the virgin. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, well there goes my bluff, and nothing happens because <laughs> he's drunk. Oh, that's so good. And then he turns to my demon and has her nominate me. And nothing Ooh. happens because I'm not the virgin. <laughs> so I encouraged them. I, it might have happened in a different order because the, the, the real virgin got executed that day and she was really mad about it. And then the next day, true to form, they executed me because we don't know which one of them is the real virgin, but we know that one of them is evil. So let's just get both of them out of the way. <laughs> and I'm there and I'm claiming to be the virgin. I am going to my grave with it. I'm throwing my demon on the bus. I'm saying she's evil. I am playing it up as much as possible. And on the final day, the Undertaker comes out and she reveals, I've known since day two that Amy is the Baron and Lucy is the real virgin. And that makes your demon look so good. <laughs> she looks so good because everyone 100% believes that I am this nasty little minion that's taken advantage of her and tricked her with my evil fake virgin bluff. And all she had to do was sit there very quietly as we executed the poor Raven Keeper who had no idea what was going on. <laughs> And Evil won. It was very satisfying. <laughs> but 
Man, the scenario that I talked about where you get an evil player to nominate the virgin, uh, especially if they could make it look as natural as possible and say, I believed you were the real virgin and I tried to nominate you and now nothing's happening, and then you fail as well. That's four players who are in this sort of weird, contentious space, but you can, but it's much more nebulous and you can immediately twist it to your advantage depending on how it's played out. So in my scenario, for example, I would have you know, tried to get Lucy, I probably would have tried to get the real virgin killed, uh, later on in the game, uh, so that in the event of an Undertaker, like, they didn't have a chance to really react to that information, uh, yeah. but it didn't really matter if they found out that I was a minion. We knew that there was a drunk, so my demon could just back, just, could just claim drunk at any given point, uh, that was going to be fine, like, we had sort of, like, a few different options available to us, but most importantly, having two virgins in the game, and having two virgin nominations fail in this way, was so noisy, and people were so annoyed by it that they spent a lot of time on it that they shouldn't have. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how many times I have successfully turned a game around as a minion just by irritating people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Uh, I think uh, Lazy on Fair is out with the, uh, with the Discord yeah. group now. I have a really good Widow story about that. <laughs> but that's not on topic, so I will jump away. We'll move away from that. <laughs> Yeah, so there's actually a couple of ways you can do it where you have, like, an evil player claiming virgin and then another evil player nominating them. You can either, like, use that to make your them look good, where they nominate you, and then, like you were saying in this story, you look super evil or you get confirmed as evil somehow, so that makes the person who nominated you look good. Or you can do it the other way around, where they nominate you, and then they act really evil and get confirmed as evil, and it makes you look good. Yeah, and if you are a demon bluffing as a virgin, it is absolutely a very valid idea to get your minion to hop in and do that little nasty quick nomination that evil players sometimes do. And then it looks like, yeah. and if you do it right, it looks like an evil player has sniped the virgin's ability. And when you do yeah. it in that way, people tend to trust the virgin so much, and they leave you alone. And, and because you're not confirmed, you have the ability to say the whole game the demon's leaving me alive because i can't be confirmed and because i can't be confirmed yeah, exactly. they they want me there on final day so that they can throw shade onto me that's how it is and it gives you a lot of uh leeway yeah and, and like the safest way to do this would be like if the scarlet woman nominates the demon or vice versa yes where one of them's claiming virgin yeah that's... because then no matter what happens like you probably get well unless you're in the situation where the town decides we need to execute both of you. You just need to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. One of you needs to be way more evil than the other. But in my experience, um, when you play Clock Tower, people tend to uh, experience uh, duality. They, if, if one person is good, then the other person is evil, or vice versa. Yeah. They, they, it's very hard for people to click on to the idea that um, two people in a weird scenario where you know that at least one person is evil, both of them are evil. And like it, when you when you take advantage of that in this way, you often win games because people don't stop to think about it. Like, it, it's very natural for us to assume that uh, in a scenario where at least one means one, as opposed to one or two. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I also think that uh, it, it is it is possible to bluff as the Virgin to your advantage. Um, so the other very fun story that I have about being a, doing a Virgin bluff is a Demon Virgin bluff I did. Um, so... <laughs> 
I had this game uh, with uh, a friend of mine, uh, Harry, and in this last game that we had played, I had been evil, and I had played him like a fool, and he was very cross <laughs> with me. And I wanted to sort of, you know, smooth it over, and I said, listen, this game, you and I are going to turn to each other on the first day and immediately reveal our characters and have nothing but trust the whole game. And he made me shake hands on it, and then I looked at my token, and I was the imp, and I went, ha! <laughs> All right, that's fine, I'll check out my bluffs. That night, my bluffs were something like investigator, virgin and butler so i'm looking at them and i'm like oh man this is gonna get me like and i think i'm gonna go with investigator and i'm gonna throw shade on a couple of people and i'm gonna let harry like crusade for me i think that's how i'm gonna go day one we all wake up i turn to him and i go we're gonna reveal characters he goes yeah and i go great you first and that was the best choice i ever made because he turns to me and goes well i'm the slayer and I had a little matrix moment where like time slowed down and I was like, oh, and I had to do a bunch of really quick calculations in my head as I realized that there was no way in hell that he wasn't going to try and slay me. I was doomed and I had no idea if I had a Scarlet Woman. So if I didn't have a Scarlet Woman, uh, this was going to be a day one game for me. So yeah. I sort of time, time resumes. I grab his arm and I go, this is fantastic. I'm the virgin. Nominate, like slay someone out there. Nominate me today. We'll know three people who aren't the demon. <laughs> thank god he went for it because if he had if he had if he had slayed me at any point and he did think about it uh that game would have been over because my minion was a poisoner i had nothing um yeah. so we slay a random player just to just sort of one of the players who sort of trends towards evil uh and then he nominates me and we're we're acting really confident like we've got a plan and he nominates me and nothing happens and i look at him and i go oh man harry are you drunk are you evil why have you done this to me i was so excited to be the virgin you guys and like then because we hadn't shared our plan with anyone we had kept the virgin slayer thing really secretive um everyone while my nomination is going on is like what's happening and i'm like no listen we had this plan but it hasn't worked and i don't know why i think am i drunk am i poisoned do we have a librarian and i make a lot of noise and distraction so no one can execute me that day because the vote goes around and no one's paying attention which is yeah a uh, very good it works very well they go okay so one of you and then harry is convinced i'm evil at this point because he knows he he can sense it he just can't convince anyone and but i sort of i'm like no i'm really not evil i'm just confused are you drunk like this is a this was a seven player game so we shouldn't have an outsider right so maybe it's a poisoner like like and we're like am i poisoned oh man that would make sense i'm poison bait and we go on and on and on uh eventually i get harry executed just for good measure and we go to night <laughs> and i immediately start pass uh which nice. i don't know if that's a terminology used outside of our group but i immediately yeah no i mean i've used that on the podcast before because it was used in like the first vid playthrough videos that yeah that's, PPI released so that, that's evans. lots of people use it now oh that's good that's evans fault it's some sort of roller skating <laughs> thing uh yeah <laughs> I, I still don't know what the original terminology is i've only ever heard it in the context of clock tower but i immediately died and passed it on to my minion who was not necessarily in the greatest position but she was in a good enough position compared to me actually no i survived one more day after that where i i kill i had to kill someone really high risk like there was a fortune teller and i needed them dead so i risked it yeah and then they're like why shouldn't we kill you and i'm like look i know that it comes off like i'm evil and i get that but i really am honestly the virgin i think that i was poisoned on the first day and because i was poisoned i think that this investigator is lying and i think we should kill them first because i just you know what i mean like because the investigator was claiming the investigator had it was a person who was legitimately poisoned on the first day so they had gotten <laughs> wrong information but because i was able yeah. to make it out like i was poisoned and we had executed harry for nothing you monsters you know negating the fact that i had <laughs> led the charge and then that night i star passed to my minion who was in a good spot because the investigator had been thoroughly undermined and then i woke up and i said oh man i can't believe the demon killed me to make it look like i star passed and everyone went <laughs> 
that seems reasonable. Yeah, they would do that to you. It's like this is a. <laughs> and then we we got to final day, and uh, it came close because my minion wasn't. Uh, like like our bluff situation was really tense and she had to sort of come up with something on her own. We never communicated the whole game. Um, but thanks to that early play of um, getting the Slayer to waste his ability somewhere else, uh, using the Virgin as an excuse, uh, that's the only reason I came, that game came back for the evil team at all. We were really lucky. But yeah. it's a really great example of how to weaponize the Virgin against players who are troublesome like that because... Yeah, like I was every time he was like, "No, I should just slay you, and then I'll know you're not demon." I'm like, "No, you'll know I'm not the demon when you nominate me and you die. Like, like you don't have to worry about that. Focus, <laughs> focus on getting the actual demon because if you kill the demon day one, wouldn't that be great?" And like that's um, it's it's something that I don't think people realize about the Virgin is the ability to get other people to do what you want them to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's like that's a good thing. You you if you have another way to confirm yourself, why would players waste their time doing other things? So, like, until you actually use your ability, you can keep saying, like, no, don't don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, no, like, I was tempted to almost get him to hold off for a day, but I didn't think I could trust him not to try and slay me immediately, to be frank. Uh, <laughs> which is very fair, because as it turns out, I was the demon, and he was right to think that, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Whenever people say that the Virgin is unbluffable by the Demon, I just don't think they're being creative enough with it. Um, I think that... Uh, I do understand 100% that the risk of the, the... The risk that you put yourself in when you bluff as the Virgin is high, uh, and you probably do want to try and play it safe by having a Scarlet Woman or avoiding it compared to other bluffs, but the merits of the Virgin and the inherent trustworthiness of the Virgin, even when your ability doesn't go off, are really powerful tools if you know how to use them right. There's another aspect to bluffing as the Virgin, which is bluffing as a good player, which we haven't really talked about. Oh, yeah. And that one's a little weirder because makes, like you were saying, for the reasons that it's good to do it as an evil player, it's kind of bad sometimes to do it as a good player because you kind of have to boss everyone around. Yeah. Um, And it can get in the way of a lot of things. That is true. Yeah. But it can also get you some good information because people interact with the Virgin very differently depending on what they really are. Like if you come out on the first day and there's someone who's claiming um, fortune teller and they really don't want to nominate you, then maybe you can trust them a little bit more. Alternatively, if you have a player who is running the game, like you have a player who is like, I am this, and we have to do this, and we have to do that, and you don't trust them, come out as the Virgin and see how excited they are to nominate you. Particularly yeah. if it's someone who's bluffing as a character who doesn't have much of a reason not to want to die on the Virgin. Yeah, like if it's an investigator who's like, oh yeah, I know all these things, like this is why we should do all these things. I, and then they're the one running the game because their information. Yeah. That's the perfect person who would want to confirm themselves with you. Exactly. So if that player is suddenly very gun shy about like jumping on, jumping on the, uh, the execution, then that tells you a lot more about it, about the, about things than you realize. And it's, um, it's, it's a good play for both a virgin, but if you don't have a virgin and you want to just simulate it, all you have to do is just look someone in the eye and say, nominate me. Um, because the virgin ability, uh, there's no tell for the virgin ability, very similar to the slayer. Uh, there, there's a lot of merit to being the Slayer and just going, I'm the Slayer and I think I'm going to slay Steven. And then you see if Steven yeah. sweats or not. Um, it's like there's a lot of um, interesting stuff you can do there as a good player just by bluffing and seeing how people react to the bluff. It is not a bluff that you want to be holding on to on the final day. Like <laughs> ideally, uh, ideally, the second that someone nominates you and it fails, you should be going, oh, caveat, I'm not the Virgin. Uh, so yeah. don't immediately <laughs> jump to executing both of us, but I was just wanting to see what they do. But then again, I say that you could always not tell them until after they execute the person who you believe is evil and then, you know, let it go from there. You will come off as dodgy, but if you kept the demon that way, no one's going to care. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I didn't feel like there's that much more to say about doing it as a good player. It's definitely something that can be worth doing, and like you said, it's mostly just to see how people react. Yeah, it's the kind of bluff that um, is it's good in the early game, and it'll come out in the later game. Uh, it should come out in the later game if you're handling it correctly, because... Yeah. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, well, at the end of the day, no good player should be bluffing on the final day unless they've got a really good reason to. So, and to be fair, I never say never about Clock Tower. All right, let's move into our last section here, running the Virgin as the storyteller. Yeah. Um, there are not that many decisions with the Virgin, no. other than whether or not to put them in, whether or not to make them drunk. The Virgin is very much out of your hands once you put it into the game. There's still a few things that come up, and there's actually, there's something that comes up with the Virgin that doesn't really come up with other players, which is... When they get nominated and nothing happens, like, you can't signal them in any way. <laughs> and you kind of are put into a weird situation where you just have to act like everything's normal and you don't know what's going on. Otherwise, it'll tell the other players that there is something going on. Yeah. For inexperienced players who are running a virgin for the first time, uh, in a, like one of the biggest traps that you can fall into is forgetting whether the virgin's ability is active or not and then having to rush back and check the grimoire, which is a big tell. When, before you go into your execution phase, one of the easiest ways to mitigate this is just look at your virgin, check your poisoning, check your drunk. Is this virgin ready to go? And then be hyper aware of that execution in particular. Yeah. And, or so that's the only if, one you really need to think about in that way. Yeah. Or if you're not confident about that, just sit behind the grimoire and have take a long pause before every nomination. Go, okay, such and such is nominated. And like, and it, it, like do the check every time. Uh, even if you know mm -hmm. very confidently that person's not the virgin, consistent behavior as a storyteller is the best way to avoid people metagaming your responses. And they shouldn't be able to metagame your response, your your reactions to things. That's not something that should be part of the game. So it's sort of it's very similar to like in the night. Make sure that you take odd routes and you walk around in circles in between talking to people, so that people can't go like, oh well, you woke up this person and immediately walked over and woke up this person. And also, like, if someone is nominate or is bluffing the Virgin, you could even do something like support their bluff by looking at the grimoire after they get nominated. Yeah. Pausing and then saying, "Okay, would you like to like you know really?" You could like, sell you can it a support little their bit. bluff if you want to. Yeah. I would say definitely. Uh, I always recommend storytellers lean into it for new players. If a new player is trying something risky, support them because yeah. um, inevitably, uh, like when people try risky stuff and it doesn't pay off, uh, the urge is to not try risky stuff again. If they try risky stuff, it doesn't go off, but it but they know that you were like playing along with them and that you thought it was kind of fun. It creates a sort of an instant little bit of camaraderie that makes it feel like it wasn't all a waste. And in general, as a storyteller, I like to have a sense of uh, camaraderie with my players, which yeah, I like being I like my players being able to look at me and know that I'm on their side, even though I am a neutral party. Like, I like waking up my evil players at night and being like, good job. I like waking up my good players at night and being like, ugh, close. I like waking up players who are my friends and just making faces at them and making them mad. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, as the storyteller, having a good relationship with your players is super important because it fosters the trust that you have. Um, they have to be able to trust you. And therefore, I always recommend leaning into any bluff that your players are trying to do. I have a, I have a very um, good example from Steven, actually, where... This is a Bad Moon Rising character, so to make sure that I will sort of keep things generic, but um, a player who um, a player made a very obvious mistake. Uh, a character ability had been updated um, to change how it worked, and she made a claim based on the old ability, 
um, that resulted in it being really obvious that she was not who she said she was. And as that information was coming out and it looked like she was about to execute it, Steve actually stepped into the circle and said, guys, listen, uh, my sheet is out of date and I'm running, I think I might be running, I've been running the old, uh, I've been running the old character. So, um, so unfortunately, like, like this isn't inherently like her fault. And it was basically like at the end of the day, he didn't have to do that. Uh, she made the mistake. She could have just copped that on the chin. But because he stepped in and gave her a bit of a chance, we still ended up executing her because but it was more because of in-game stuff and not because the player had made a mistake. I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I've done that sort of thing before. It's sometimes it can be hard to do that where like someone just says something that it, where it's just mechanically untrue. Yeah. Um, but I won't like step in and correct them. Like obviously, no. the the great way to um, the great way to support players who make an early mistake like that, particularly new players, is to say, I don't know. At conventions, I think every single play, uh, storyteller who has run at conventions probably remembers the line, "Guys, listen, I've run twenty games today. I'm so scrambled. I have made a mistake, but it's not going to affect the game balance. Uh, could you come talk to me, new player?" And it creates this, and then it creates this nebulous state of, "Did the storyteller make a mistake that they are mm. now correcting, or did the new player make a mistake <laughs> that they're now correcting?" And either yeah. way. Uh, it just it just it helps the game be more fun, um, which at the end of the day is what we're all here for, I assume. Yeah, like you don't really you, it's no fun for the good team to just figure out who someone is just because they claim something that's mechanically impossible. Yeah, exactly. Like some of some of the best games that I've ever played are games where I had to and have a little nap afterwards because I was so stressed out by them. <laughs> but like they're the games that I think about and I have to like replay in my head over and over again because it's like, oh man, like. And like, and because it's on those tenter hooks, because everyone was, because everything was uncertain and everything was unsure. In comparison, games where like just a new player makes a mistake and you're like, oh man, like I, I think the most common newbie mistake is not bluffing when you're evil. Which, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a poor Baron die and then just come out as the Baron when they were dead because they thought that's what they had to do, and we were like, oh no, honey, <laughs> oh, no. But like. Yeah, at the end of the day, as a storyteller, I think the most important thing that you can do is support your players. Um, so if you've got someone doing a virgin bluff, absolutely lean into it a little bit. It doesn't hurt. The players should not be taking anything that you do as gospel. Uh, and in fact, I encourage as a storyteller playing with your players. You know, if, if if five of them want to claim Slayer, you act out all five of those Slayer claims. If uh, if they're going, oh, Amy had, did a weird pause before that before that person nominated, I'll be like, okay. And then I weird pause after every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like you you lean into it. Uh, they should like you are you are a moderator, and they should be taking you into effect. They should be thinking, why did the storyteller let the mayor die now? Why did the storyteller do this? But they should be thinking about the mechanics of it, and not just based not just your person reactions. Uh, do you want to talk about the other things about putting the virgin in, <laughs> like when to do it, when it's interesting, stuff like that. When you put the Virgin into the game, uh, you should be putting the Virgin in with the assumption that the Virgin is going to go off because. The Virgin goes off a lot. It's easy for the Virgin to go off if um, a player comes out and they find someone to do it early, um, which isn't that hard once you understand the benefit of the Virgin, I think. So put the Virgin into your game, assuming that the Virgin is going to be confirmed. If the Virgin is confirmed, the good team has a pretty big leg up, usually very early on in the game. So when you think about that, you have to think about well, how is your evil team going to handle this? In my case, I like to give uh, the demon probably stronger bluffs than I otherwise w wouldn't, like, or give them a, a variety of bluffs that are a little bit more versatile than some. Um, so, like, there's nothing really stopping you, for example, from giving your demon three outsiders as a bluff if you just want to be, like, a major jerk. Um, <laughs> 
you probably shouldn't do this in a game where also the virgin is confirmed because like give him a chance man (laughs) (laughs) and so like uh also keeping in mind that minions are going to have to come up with a bluff very quickly on the spot um you might uh reduce the number you might have more starting characters and less ongoing characters to counteract the virgin's strength because uh, like giving like front loading the information a little more than than you would otherwise. Because um, when you have a confirmed version who's working with a confirmed undertaker and they're executing people left, right, and center, then they're going to have so much information on their hands. If you put a monk in, assume that the monk is going to be protecting the virgin. Like like try you don't have to necessarily tether everything around the virgin, but try and be conscious of just how big a presence it can have in your game, just by the nature of it being a publicly acting character that is confirmed good. Yeah, there's also another thing to consider, which is pretty big, which is putting the spy in the game. And this is probably something we could have talked about in the playing as the Virgin section, which yeah. is because it's something you really need to be aware of. Um, um, but let's talk about it now a bit. Yeah, the spy is fascinating because it can it is the one exception to a lot of rules. Because of its ability to register is good, it's the only evil character that can basically undermine the Virgin's ability. So and and you will find that once spies figure this out, they will be throwing themselves at virgins like like crazy. Um, they love it. <laughs> and <laughs> so if you're gonna put the spy and a virgin in the same game, keep in mind that even if the spy is nominated by the nominates the virgin and gets executed, the virgin is still confirmed good. Um, the benefits of the virgin don't go away. Um, they just go a long way to helping the spy out. I would argue that as a storyteller, you should be letting if your spy is brave enough to go right for it. Nine times out of ten, let them have it. Um, yeah, I agree. Unless yeah. you like, you know, you really want to mess with them because they're your friend. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, <laughs> and they're really good at the game. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but in general, like the spy is sacrificing their ability and they're dying for the sake of looking good, um, and they are confirming the virgin in the process. It's not as big a gain as they necessarily think, um, and they are putting and any evil loss is putting the evil team a little bit back, um, even if it is just a minion. So. If they do that, like let them get away with it. It's absolutely fine. Players know, uh, should know, um, that the townsfolk or a spy is the one to nominate the virgin, which means that um, being conscious of, uh, being sort of aware of like who does the nominating is important. Um, being aware that the executed player is not guaranteed to be good is also important because, uh, again, a lot of what we talked about today with the Virgin is, oh, you can trust the Virgin and therefore you can trust their execution, the, the, the person who nominated them and was executed, um, and you can trust their information. This is where the spy thrives. So this is what yeah. they're trying to undermine. So having a healthy skepticism about the uh, person who did the nominating is fine. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, spies will do that, and <laughs> you you will, um, whereas your virgin will be fine. It's not the biggest deal, though. When the spy nominates the virgin, like, it's still a really, really big good thing for the good team most of the time, if everyone is aware that it can happen. Yeah. Just because, like, once you're aware that's an option, then even if it is that option, you can make start making some assumptions based on that option, and then maybe you can either narrow it down so that you know that didn't happen, or you know that's a possibility. Um, and you just have to keep it in mind when you're making your decisions, but like you still get such a huge piece of information out of the virgin thing about things that you know are definitely true. Yeah. That it limits the possibility space a lot. Of course, like um, basically it means that if you are a spy and you're going to throw yourself on a virgin, make sure that the bluff that you're doing is worth it. Make sure that the yeah. information that you are throwing out there and wanting to be confirmed is worth it. Uh, make sure that you have a really good memory because you're not going to be able to look at the grimoire again, and that's uh, more of a downside than you would think, especially in larger games. But 
Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like be, uh, the spy's ultimate ability is to integrate themselves into the good team as much as possible. Um, and I think that you'd be remiss to not take advantage of something like the Virgin, which is sort of the ultimate good team confirmer, um, and to not try and take advantage of that. It's fun. Um, and as townsfolk, the, the only way to really counter the spy is to just pay attention to who does the nominating when and to look at the information that the spy is providing and see if it lines up with the actual information that you're receiving. Uh, that That's the trick with all spies. So even if a spy manages to bamboozle you early on in the game, it doesn't guarantee the evil team the victory by any means. Hell, the spy can go out of their way to mark two people as the drunk, die on the virgin, have all this information out there, and then you execute the demon on day two anyway. <laughs> it's happened before, it'll happen again, I'm sure. From a storyteller perspective, when you have the spy nominating the virgin, if it's a really experienced group, I wouldn't do this, but if it's a group with any new players, I would always say, like, I like to clarify what the players actually know for sure. Because once they nominate, or once anyone nominates the virgin, and the virgin's ability works, I like to say, all right, here's what you know for sure. You know that this person is the virgin, I can tell you that because there's no other way in the game this can happen. And you know that this other person is either good, or rather either a townsfolk or the spy. Yes. And then just leave it at that. Um, I, I like to make that clarification just because otherwise the players aren't working with all of the information that they really should have to, for the game to be most interesting. And it is definitely, as a newer player, one of the abilities that does slip people by is the recluse and the spy and how they work. Unless yeah. you are physically the recluse or physically the spy, it's one of those things where register is good or register is evil doesn't make sense until you've already experienced it. Reminding people of the recluse and the spy, particularly in scenarios like this where they're, re they, where they're presumably really excited, um, it does encourage healthy skepticism i definitely wouldn't remind anyone but the most new of players in my in my opinion because i find that it has this interesting effect where if you say they could be a townsfolk or they could be the spy but most likely they're a townsfolk because there are a lot more townsfolk than spies people react by going oh my god it's a spy and they've tricked us oh my god <laughs> and they freak out so um if I if I if it's like a newish group and they have played the game enough to have a good handle on the abilities, I try not to say something like that because I don't want to lead them down any particular path. Uh, not not because um, not because I'm trying to defend the person who's been who just died necessarily, just because. Um, just because I find that people will, in, people inherently respond to the idea that this person could possibly be evil, as this person is definitely evil, <laughs> and it's it's an it's another interesting little weird psychology thing that happens, I think. Yeah, I, th I think that it so might depend on the storyteller, because for me, whenever I do that, I, don't, I haven't really noticed players assuming that the person's a spy. I, maybe just because the people who are playing with me know that I tend to be, like, I'm always, like, technically correct about everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it might just be me, because I'm just a little bit of a bastard all the time. <laughs> which is which is absolutely my storytelling style, so that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on the storyteller in the group. But yeah, definitely, if if your players are experienced enough to know how the spy works, then no need to remind them of it. Yeah, no need to remind them of it. No need to um like just 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 I I always I'm always a little wary as a storyteller about introducing anything that could cause confirmation bias. You know, like if a player is like this person could be the spy in their head, and then the storyteller's going out, don't forget about the spy. Um, people just inherently, because you're in this position of authority, I think that people sometimes respond to that by thinking that you're trying to give them a hint, even though you're just reminding them. Um, but yeah. that might, again, that might just honestly be my experience with it. Um, so I, I think also, like, you'll often have a player who, like, nominates the Virgin and dies, and they're like, okay, well, 
look, you guys know I'm good. And then they'll say, like, storyteller, like, this is this is guarantee I'm good, right? And you're like, and that's the situation where you have to say, well, yeah, yes, but actually no. <laughs> yeah. In that scenario, if someone uh, reaches out to you and wants a clarification on the rules, please, by all means, give them the, make sure that they are working with the right amount of information. Because yeah. if you say, yes, this person is guaranteed good. And then at the end of the game, they're to spy. Your good team feels cheapened uh, and that doesn't yeah. feel fun. So uh, as a storyteller, always be always be correct, but be correct in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the only other note we have for running the Virgin as storyteller is that the drunk Virgin is hilarious. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is absolutely true. The What we talked earlier about bluffing as the Virgin and how it creates that nebulous state and how you have to risk that nebulous state. As a storyteller, by when making a drunk Virgin, you basically induce that nebulous state onto probably two good players, which is hilarious to me. Um the obvious, the big downside of having a drunk virgin is that you have no drunk information gathering characters, um, and if they figure out they're the drunk, they can figure out that all the other information is good. Um, but it's very, as as I think we've sort of talked about a few times in this uh, in this sort of episode, the drunk virgin, uh, the virgin by itself has such a presence in the game and will inevitably dominate the public parts of your game. So. A drunk virgin is going to do the same thing, but it's going to do it to the detriment of the good team. And depending on who gets it, um, like if you get a really talkative, strong player who's the virgin and you make them drunk, uh, they are going to spend a lot of time on why that why their ability didn't work. And uh, yeah. and they're going to be working on that a lot. And um, it's going to it also has the added bonus of throwing shade on someone, which is usually again a good player, uh, which is going to be just an added bonus because. Um, you know, they're not going to be sure if they're drunk or not for the same reasons. So it's definitely it's super fun. That's one <laughs> of the... Uh, it's a character that's gar- it's guaranteed to impact the game almost. Like, yeah. I guess there's a small chance they could just, like, die in the night before anyone notices, but yeah. it almost always has a big impact on the game, and it's interesting. Yeah, and therefore a drunk virgin has a big drunk impact on the game as well, which is fun. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the episode. Um, yeah. Thank you for being on, Amy. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. It was a lot of fun. It's always good to talk to somebody who has so much experience with the game. I am honestly delighted uh, to be... I was... I, I think that your podcast came out uh, just sort of... Um, I was out of hospital by that point because uh, I was quite ill last year. Um, but your podcast came out when I was still in recovery. And it was really honestly delightful to listen to people talk about the game and understand the game uh, clearly on the same level that I knew that Steve that Steve had put the amount... Steve puts a lot of passion into his game. And to hear people understand the level of complexity and the level of thought and um interactivity that he's put into the game is honestly wonderful i think what you're doing here is great well thank you to the listeners thank you for listening as well yeah this is the cult of clock tower new episodes every other monday with a new special guest and new character all that stuff thanks for listening and you'll hear from me in a couple weeks i'd just like to say for the record steven if you've listened to this up until this point you owe me a hot chocolate and i'm gonna collect eventually Ooh, nice. <laughs> me too. You also owe me a hot chocolate. Steve, just buy everyone a hot chocolate. You're being so rude. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Mm-hmm.